0: Yo, thanks for uh, listening to the podcast again this week. Highly appreciated. Uh, Tough week. I worked second and third shift this week because we are just so slammed at the factory. And this is not one of those humble brag like, oh, we're just so busy. No, uh, everything happened all at the same time. we were actually on the news this week, which is how the um, this is how actually the interview you're about to hear even came to be. Because this week on, I want to say maybe Tuesday night, we're working, it's, it's 11 o'clock at night, it's the overnight shift, and uh, we're watching 13 Wham News, and Don Alhart and Jenny Ryan do a story about supply chain and how grocery stores are starting to see shortages again, and you know they're talking about how their shortages come from a whole supply chain mess that's going on, and Um, Don says something along the lines of, yeah, you know, that affects a lot of people. The supply chain affects more than you can imagine, affects everyone all the way down the supply chain. And here I was, you know, uh, on the second night in a row of working overnights, um, because when you own a small business, and I mean small, like seven employees is what we're up to now, when you own a small business like ours... You know, and you have to institute an overnight shift. Would you like to take a guess as to who gets to work the overnight shift? <laughs> it's me. So um, <clears throat> I took a picture in that moment. I texted it to Don, who I know. I'm friends with him from Rotary. Texted it to Don, and I said, yeah, I mean, buddy, look, like this is us middle of the night, legit working right now just to keep up because combination, busy season. Any other year, this is busy season, combined with grocery stores over-ordering what they normally would order because they have fears of shortages, combined with uh, supply issues from the package. Because here's the thing you have to realize uh, about supply chain is it starts with you. You're the consumer. You go to the grocery store and you can't find your pasta sauce. So you complain to the grocery store. The grocery store complains to the distributor who brings the pasta sauce that there's no pasta sauce. The distributor goes to the brand owner and says, "Where's your pasta sauce?" The brand owner goes to the manufacturer and says, uh, "And says, where's where's my pasta sauce?" The manufacturer goes to the vendors uh, that they're buying the ingredients from and says, "Where's the ingredients I need to make this pasta sauce?" The ingredient vendors go to the farmers and say, "Where's the ingredients I need?" Or the or the raw material manufacturers, you know, when you're talking about like glass or like aluminum caps or metal caps for jars they say, where's the materials that I need to get my client to make the sauce that they can then sell to the distributor who can then sell to the store? So it's a whole chain. Yeah, it's just a whole chain. And so, yeah, I was really feeling that this week and still am, actually. And uh, they ended up sending a crew out to talk to us. And so Tanner Jubinville came out. I interviewed him and his cameraman, Ryan. And uh, I think it went kind of good. It was completely unplanned, off the cuff. Seriously, like, I found out that in between the two newscasts, between, like, the 10 and the 11, they literally just kind of sit around and wait for the 11 o'clock. And so I was like, you guys want to do a quick podcast? So, And I have a little help. I have a second shift guy and a third shift guy, so I was able to sneak away for 45 minutes or however long this podcast took. But anyway, hope you enjoy it. at the station, like right now, right. so the podcast is is uh, being taped on, what is tonight, tonight Wednesday night? I Wednesday think? night. Wednesday. So this will come out on Sunday, by the way. Okay. But as we speak, the NBA finals are on, Right. and it's 10.30 at night, and you were out here doing a story on us, and I appreciate that. Thank you. That's yep. awesome of you. But basically, the 11 o'clock news doesn't air at 11 o'clock tonight, right?
1: Probably not tonight. Yeah. So uh, what is everyone doing right now back at the station? Right now, it's probably really quiet it's probably three people in the newsroom and the scanner's buzzing off doing its thing you know you hear police chatting on it or calls coming in phone might be ringing don's probably getting ready for the 11 while jenny's doing the 10 and producers finishing touches on the 11 and praying for the game to be over on time so they don't stay a-
0: that's what i was gonna ask does somebody have eyes on the game just to be like oh come on
1: oh absolutely like and is
0: there times i mean you guys are tired you yep. human beings yep. right are there times when like the last two minutes of the game last 25 minutes and you guys are just like come on
1: that or the last couple of days baseball airing at two o'clock in the afternoon yeah. and eating up the entire five o'clock newscast yes yes
0: do you guys get the people calling the station frantically at eleven oh one tonight saying why isn't the
1: news on? Probably it happened at five oh two. I yeah. think asking yeah. why baseball's <laughs> on again, yeah. and I we didn't really know what to tell them. for you know, I'm fortunate I'm not a phone answerer there yeah. per se. Yeah. So yeah, I would think the phone calls that come into news stations are particularly interesting. Do you yeah.
0: guys do where do tips come from? I mean, they come from a million different places. Do they ever just come from people calling? The- oh,
1: absolutely. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times people just call us and say, hey, something's going on down the street. You should come check it out or call on it. So we do. And sometimes it's nothing and sometimes it's something. Uh, are,
0: are sometimes people like, um, sometimes people weigh off where they're like, my neighbor has, <laughs> you know, I don't know, chipmunks on their roof. You guys should come out here.
1: They have this big conspiracy theory and yeah. 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 we we'll follow up on most things. Where are you actually from? I'm from Kendall, New York. Kendall. Yep. If I had a map in front of me, I'm not going to lie. Orleans County. Okay. So If I had a map in front of me, I'm still not going to lie. You know where Brockport is? <laughs> yes. So it's like another 20 minutes further west of Brockport. That's impossible. That doesn't exist. There's nothing beyond Brockport. It's just fields. It,
0: you get to Jimmy Z, and then
1: you say I know. And Jimmy Z's. Done. I love Jimmy Z's. Yeah. yeah. That's the closest spot to get a plate in Kendall.
0: Oh, so Rochester TV or Buffalo TV
1: growing up? I got all of it. Nice. Like eight channels to choose from. Oh, awesome. Even though I'm like about 45 minutes from the city, and I was like an hour 15 from Buffalo, and then my parents both worked in Rochester for decades. Yeah. And uh, I always associated with Rochester a lot more.
0: Were you a kid watching the news? Like where did the news passion come from?
1: When I was in high school, my. Athletic director asked me to be the PA guy for all the basketball games. So then I wanted to be a sports broadcaster, like everybody else going into broadcasting, wanted to be Jim Nance. So I went to Bonaventure for that, and then just kind of everybody was doing it. So I switched to general news and then stuck with news ever since. Do, um, Do you remember, like as a kid, like emulating what you saw on TV at all or like watching yeah. everybody yeah. I work with now when yeah. I was like five exactly yeah. yes, or yes. five or 15 or 25 does that take a minute to get over that to be yeah. like to be a coworker of Don Alhart? well it's funny that you mentioned that because like asking him for your number today yeah I was just like it's always weird to think oh I'm texting Don like yeah. it's just like yeah I'm texting Don but it was like wow if I thought when I was a teen that I would be like just texting Don Alhart or <laughs> sitting next to him at the desk sometimes like it's it's unreal, right? Because I mean, weird. like Rochester has a handful of of quasi celebrities, but we have
0: a couple of real, actual oh, can't yeah. walk through Wegmans right. without being right. celebrities, and he's the one. Yeah, he right? is, he's the
1: one. He's there's the a guy. few, but he is the one.
0: He's the guy who can't walk through Wegmans peacefully.
1: Right. He can't. He's or able, he probably never goes out to a meal. Anybody can probably recognize him with a mask on yeah. too, and people are walking up to him constantly and everything, right. and then
0: he just becomes Don, my coworker, like that's right. got to be cool, so i 'm in rotary with Don, yeah, and one time we broke off into these groups to do some like uh, it was um i don 't remember what it was, it was like a team building type deal, but everyone had to talk about a professional insecurity that you had no a professional <laughs> gosh, I, I just realized that maybe I shouldn't tell this story, but I have a feeling he'd be fine' yeah, i I'm, sure uh, I'm sure he's fine I mean he told the story publicly, yeah. so um we had to tell these stories about you know work sort of. Uh, I guess I don't want to use the word failure. There's nothing about that man. It's that like you a call weakness, failure. I guess. Like a, a weakness. Something he said. He told this story, and I couldn't even believe I was in the circle with him. Like if Don Alhart's going to have a weakness. Like what is what is this guy's weakness going to be? Right. And his story was that he years ago had had wanted to be in management or something, and he had tried out to be in management. And he went to the general manager to officially like say like I'm ready to be in management and hmm. the general manager at the time was like you can't do it and he, and he was like what why not and this because you're you're too worried about being liked <laughs> you know you you can't be like in order to be in management you have to be willing to occasionally be disliked right which i have learned around here i'm not gonna lie every <laughs> once already? in already every once in a while you got to be the dick i'm not gonna lie yeah. but you know and and that was interesting because he said in that little circle we were in he said that they were right he said the gm was right I, it is a weakness of mine. I mm-hmm. do want to be liked. I don't like to ruffle feathers. And I just, I couldn't even believe, I was pinching myself to be
1: like, Don Howard is having a vulnerable moment. Right. And I'm here for it. This is cool. I, I just, I don't know. Don could never ruffle a feather no. of anybody I know. Yeah. Like, myself included. Like, yeah. I just don't know what he would have to do in order for me to actually be like, oh. Well, you know what? Well, here's the thing. Okay, so we can begin with something
0: I think we all agree on, right? Nobody's perfect. Literally everybody at your job, like, everybody has something they could do better at their job, right? Absolutely. And so his job would have then been to say occasionally once every... Do you guys do air checks in TV or anything where occasionally you talk about your actual performance? Does that ever happen or not we're really?
1: encouraged to watch ourselves yeah yeah but yeah. there's no official like you're going to sit down with the manager well sometimes and- i'll sit down with my news director and be like if there was something good or something maybe to work on we'll re-watch a couple of things you know yeah. here and there every you know usually a yearly review especially or a couple times a year will
0: well it can be awkward though oh yeah to absolutely. tell somebody like yeah well and I, because- i'm one of those
1: people who hates listening to myself and hates watching myself yeah yeah, <laughs> Which I know I'm not in the right profession.
0: What is that, your but. what is your like uh what is your vulnerable moment? What is your like when when Tanner Juvenville watches himself played back on the news, what is the thing that you're like, oh Tanner, come on.
1: Uh, I guess I'm I'm really I think and I've been told this by a few people that I'm just like I just need to work on being more of myself on air. Huh. I mean sometimes the stories they certain stories call for a certain demeanor. Yeah. But right. like i'm just i'm my work i think my my biggest weakness is that even though we're doing news and we're informing and all that there's still as i've been told a sense of showbiz Mm. to the job and i struggle with that like i i just i struggle to like just be totally relaxed and totally myself yeah I don't want to be too relaxed, and I think anybody would say that. You don't want to be too relaxed. You have to be aware of the fact that the camera's on right right, now. Right, right. But I think I I could definitely do more to just be myself, and I struggle with that, I will say.
0: What was the big break? So you're at Bonaventure. Yeah. You want to go into broadcast.
1: Right. Um, do you
0: get a job right out of Barnaventure?
1: I got my first job like a month after I graduated. That's like, pretty good, right? Just, yeah, was, yeah, I mean, for being on air too, I think I I lucked out just just down the road in Elmira, so yeah, like an hour and a half away from Barnes down eighty six. And as a reporter, as yeah, reporter and anchor, yeah.
0: And and how did you like that job?
1: That original, like your first
0: real, honest to god experience doing it.
1: Well, it's tough because in a sm- super small market, you're making nothing and you're doing every duty. Yeah you're like your reporter your anchor your editor your producer you do everything so it's good that you learn a lot but i mean it's that's like a definitely a make or break market your first job is a salary job it's hourly it was was still hourly hourly, yeah but it's like it's just it's bare minimum when you're at your first job because like early radio days same deal right you're doing similar yeah but it was a salary
0: and there would be uh, days where i would go i wonder what my hourly rate was today and i would do the math and i would go like Oh my God! I think I made four dollars an hour. Today. Should I go work at McDonald's? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. That's you wonder that your first job. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely do. Yeah. So did you uh, right off the bat? Would you say that for? Let's take just like your first two weeks. Were you good at it, or do you think you were? If you look back those tapes now, would you? Crazy? Yeah. You
1: know, you look back at those tapes and you're like, how'd they hire me? Like, well, <laughs> you look back and you think, why did my first news director hire me? Yeah. And then I look back, coming from Elmira to Rochester, and I'm like, why did my news director now hire me? Really? Because it's like you learn. You progress a lot, and I, I've always been told that I progress really well, and yeah. am still progressing as well, I yeah, hope
0: to. It, I'm sure ten years from now you'll look back at these tapes and you'll be like, "Oh, Tanner, what right. were you doing?" Probably. You know,
1: like, Hopefully. You'll keep getting better. Hopefully.
0: W- w- do you remember the very first story you ever covered professionally?
1: Um, yeah, it had to do with like it was like voter fraud. Oh, that's a big one. That was a, that was the first time I was on air. It was like it was voted like officially on air. It was something to do with like voter fraud in Elmira. Yeah. I, I still kind of remember that weird court experience. Were you super nervous? Yeah, I was pretty nervous. Yeah. yeah I, it was. But I was actually more nervous being on air for the first time in Rochester than I was in Elmira. I'm trying to think of my, my first story in Rochester. I can't even remember it. How, how long were
0: you in Elmira? Two, how many Two years? years. Two years. And then how do you get the job in Rochester?
1: Uh, actually, I didn't really want to return. I was just planning on going down south. cause I was like, I'm going to go be warm for more than six months a year so I just want to go down south (laughs) and then I was just like going on interviews and they weren't that great stations really weren't that great to me and then I never expected to come home and then there was an opening at 13 so I reached for it and got it and what was the interview like who was the interview with my current news director and then our former executive producer Sean Carroll who was also on air for years here now he's a news director in Syracuse that's
0: right and how is, what is the interview like when you're interviewing to be a reporter? I mean, is it your typical, tell us your weaknesses, tell us your strengths, or is it more like specifically, here's the assignment, tell us how you would handle
1: it? That can be part of it, but I think because we have a reel that they review ahead of time, they're, they know whether they think you can do it or not on air. So, like, it was, really, it was like a five-hour tour of the station and, like, getting to meet people. That was mostly it. So, you, was, you, you were like a shoe in then. You got high. I mean, they knew you were in it. They wouldn't have spent five hours with you. Yeah, they usually, I mean, they know if, like I said, with the real, they see it ahead of time. They know. Yeah. They have a good idea. So, you got time to get there. Now you're on in, in the big city, Rochester, Right, the big city. And yeah.
0: are you, you said you're really nervous for like your first day? Oh,
1: yeah. For like, well, it's like the first three months. Like, live shots and that all of a sudden were just like terrifying. And I was, well, I was so nervous because like. I was working with legend after legend after legend. Right. Like there was only about 12. Like the fifth person on
0: your guys roster is still a legend. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> a legend great.
1: for the city, not even just the station, like <laughs> yeah. overall. It was, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, you're the new kid
0: and I mean, mm-hmm. you get two years, but it's an Elmira. You go out you, and you're starting to work. What was the first story that you did where you were super proud of it? Where you were like, oh man, I, I'm going to, I'm not going to lie. That was amazing. I think that was a good story it was good content i think we did it right and i'm proud of this one
1: it's always tough because like people ask me all the time like what's my best story or favorite story i it's tough because like i know i can do really tough like tough tough stories really well yeah but like i mean the only one daily i think there's so even in five years it's just such a blur the one that comes to mind recently was just about a safe that was mysteriously left in a farmer's field in the middle of nowhere not far from my hometown and it was just like you know the way it was the way I was able to tell it like get some time to work on it get some help to work on it it just all worked out to be like I think like one of the most perfect stories I could ever do really it's just yeah it was in the safe they, had, they weren't gonna open it that was the thing they they decided no we're not gonna open it we're gonna let the mystery oh come on just live on they do you like it... agree
0: with that t- stance or... well
1: it's, i was talking to the farmer who found it and he's like it's got nothing to do with covid and it's got nothing to do with politics but if people are talking about it so like it's actually kind of enjoyable i'm like yeah. all right i can see that yeah yeah i can see that oh my
0: god if i found a safe there's no way i'm not opening the oh the safe. thing
1: they they had to use like a forklift to pick it up it's so old oh, and heavy that like that i mean there could be gold bars sitting in it oh, but yeah. there was a note on it that said if you can open it you can keep it like keep what's inside
0: whoa wait a minute hold on a second there's a note on it that says if you can open it you can keep what's yep. inside that insinuates that there's something valuable in there you'd think and the guy the farmer's like yeah we're just gonna let it not we're yeah. gonna not open it
1: yeah where's the safe now just out of my own curiosity because so, i have a forklift it's somewhere <laughs> you do really <laughs> yeah i
0: do right now it's the room. <laughs> somewhere on
1: his farm out in barry which is out in orleans county okay. and they so the <laughs> they want to make a museum and this will be the centerpiece of the town. It's a town that you just drive through. It's a drive-through town with no, not even a gas station. But they they have a few pieces of local history that they, that they want to put in this little museum someday that they want to make. And this will be apparently the centerpiece. That's kind of that's cool, and I can't
0: believe the discipline to not look at the. Safety. I know. Good, good, good for him. People I guess.
1: tried. They took like sledgehammers to it to like knock it open. It's like you weren't gonna get through that. No, no. God. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, who makes a decision on what stories you're gonna cover? Uh, we pitch ideas, and it depends on what's going on that day. Yeah. I mean, usually, it's like a group consensus. Yeah. You know, news director, executive producer, you know, Ginny, Doug, Don, and producers. Everybody weighs in. And, Literally,
0: just giant meeting. Here's what we're going to cover today. Yep. And then do you guys like bid on like if you see like oh my god, I get to go to the sauce factory today. I know. <laughs> I, like, I saw oh, I'll this. That one.
1: I was told about this from one of my assignment editors because I was like, listen, I'm kind of just like I'm on vacation the rest of the week, oh. so it's just like a you know. I'm just like, I'm kind of tapped out. I want something fun. Yeah. Like, give me something fun, but it's still good. Like, says this is still the well, you issue. Don't have of to, you don't have to be kind. We both know. No, I don't have to stand out in the rain. I don't have to stand out in the rain. No rain. And no protesters throwing things at you. It's a relevant story. Yes. That is easy to tell, for the most part, and interesting, in my opinion, because I kind of... I like business-related stories. Yeah. And this affects a lot of people yeah. who go to the store, which is pretty much everybody. Yeah. So, I guess that's true. That and you know there's a restroom nearby it smells great in here with the sauce cooking (laughs) right so it's you can't ask for better field reporting my photographer Ryan is nodding his head you can't ask for better field reporting situation than having a table in the bathroom
0: yeah you were telling me that this is actually like really nice compared to what you so you just normally are in the backseat of a car yeah no bathroom in sight sometimes no no and and that's where you got to do your editing and all yeah. your so okay actually yeah. I, okay we've then. done that
1: before me and ryan sat in the car for hours you know yeah. editing and cramped in the back seat cramped in the front seat do
0: you like do the reporters and the cameraman become really good friends because you guys spend so much
1: downtime together we're friends yeah. I would say we're yeah, friends I would yeah say so. yeah i mean cool. you're, you're you go know, well that's like how it is with like anybody we work with i mean yeah. you're like you know you work weekends you work nights you work holidays you go through tough stories. You go, th- you know, tough situations, and yeah. yeah, I mean, i have, like friends with everybody I work yeah. with. I feel yeah.
2: like we all kind of know like what the what like the uh, the experience is like, you know, because we've yeah. all been in the same situations before, yeah. you know, whether it be like uh, oh we we had a really tough story the other day, you know, so we kind of get what what you know what's going on so I feel like that kind of brings us a little closer sometimes you know especially if you go through a really tough story together you know mm-hmm. that kind of really brings you together and makes you kind of like appreciate the work that you guys did together like, which I think is special
1: like standing out in the rain and like yeah. sodas to work on a story or yeah. being in the middle of a protest yeah, or. yeah
0: yeah how hard are the hard story you know I mean you you get called to you know a, a, a child has died or something. yeah those are the worst or, I mean that's gotta be because you come and you talk to me and my problems are nothing compared to that, right? Sometimes you got to approach people who have just went through the oh, worst yeah. moment of their life. Those How are the worst door knocks.
1: That? It's like you're, you know you have to walk up to the door, and you don't want to. And yeah. I don't think any reporter actually like wants to do that. What What do you say, What's the first thing you say to somebody when it's that type of story? A lot of times, it, well, one of the nice things like with Facebook, at least, you usually can find people and reach out ahead of time, or at least call them. With the internet, you can usually find a phone number. I do whatever I can to avoid having to just go show up at their door because yeah. I know I'm the last person that they want to see, and I acknowledge that and I say that. Yeah. But one thing I learned when I was an intern, when it was YNN, now Spectrum News, from Mike Hedin, was just make sure people know that you want to be there less than they want you there. Yeah. So like smart. that's that's the biggest thing. Just gotta make I've tried to make that known as much as possible. I, and i plunder. learned a, a lesson once um it was right after the boston marathon bombing
0: and you know how that was right after yeah. that it was look for the rochester connections try to yep. get them on the air right and there was there was a handful of rochester connections and there was one that i you know had a little bit more of a lead on i was able to get her number and call her and the very first thing i said was exactly everything you just said i just i am so sorry unbelievable what you're going through and i'm sorry you know it was just a human moment yep Followed up by the, can we get you on the air, yeah. right? And she actually told me that I was, like, the fourth phone call she had gotten. And every other person that had called her, every other reporter that had called her, had led with, we heard you were at the Boston Marathon. Are
1: you available at 11 o'clock to do, it? Mm. right? Which seems like bad etiquette. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It, it seems bad. It's, I mean, it, what, I mean, it's like, yeah, obviously, you want to get that interview. You know, you want to get every interview that you want. And, like, when it comes in a situation like that, it's like, you've got to get that interview. Yeah. But like, my thought process is, and I don't know if this is kosher if management wants to hear it, but like, I there's no winning a tragic story, right. so like, it's never in my mind at the forefront of my mind to be like, just approach it like that because you have to always remember they're going through something pretty hideous. Yeah. And you don't want making that phone call, but like they're having a much worse day than you are, so you got to realize that and yeah. make that known. Of course. Whenever you can. Sure. as many times as possible sure it's not even just a one time thing
0: is there any effort made for somebody in your position to break it up a little bit where if you get a super heavy story the next time there's a heavy story it's like look i just did the last one like can i go um, can i go to the to Darien Lake today can i be the Darien Lake guy today
1: yeah sometimes i a mean bit. i think uh, i don't know i mean i usually i don't know i mean there's been so much of like heaviness in twenty twenty overall right I mean really nobody's gotten that luxury, yeah um, so when I get a story like this, you know i mean it's a story where you have problems yeah. and a lot of people are having problems, so like you can get through it right yeah. so it's yeah, like that's yeah. like it's like it's almost just a nice, a nice break to be like just tell a you know I hate to say the word normal, but like yeah. a normal story, yeah. yeah, rather than have to go with somewhere where there's a lot of despair and you know. What about those situations where, you know, you're dealing
0: with COVID and it's April, what is it, six, six months into COVID now? I yeah, mean, six and a half months. Ha- yeah. what are, t- take me inside those meetings at the news, ch- at the station where you guys are looking for the 457,000th yeah.
1: angle on coronavirus. It's, well, it hasn't been hard. No? It really has not been difficult because it's like every day some facet of life changes. And especially with schools starting back up, I mean, since July, schools have been the biggest thing. Um, But really, with COVID, it has not been hard, like, finding a new angle. I mean, it was, as every reporter for months, on a COVID angle, maybe some would have to stray off if there was a different breaking news story. But, like, no, it really, really wasn't that difficult. I mean, between schools and businesses and everything else, there's... It's just been kind of spoon-fed, the news has to us. Yeah. I mean it's been tough, but it's been, I hate to say spoon-fed, but it's kind of, it's been right there in front of us, you know. But sometimes you got to get creative and dig deeper, obviously, for those angles and those ha- stories. Have you both worked the protests at all? Mm-hmm. Have you? Uh, so I'll, get, I'll start with you,
0: Tanner. I want to get both your stories about working the protests. Yeah. First question about working the protest is, when you're getting ready to go down there, does, does anyone at the station say to you, like, hey, man, just, you know. Be careful down there. Because you never know.
1: We have, you know, rules from like corporate and our news director being like, okay, here's some guidelines, you know, stay of the edge, which is like the edge of things, which is like what I've been doing for the most yeah. part anyway. Um, yeah, there's you know recommendations on what to do, but
0: what what have the uh, has your takeaway been, not necessarily as a reporter, Tanner Juvenville, but just as like Tanner the guy from Kendall, being down there and seeing this. What has your takeaway from the protests been in general, you know, the the message I think we've heard, you know, the message has gotten out there. Yeah. It's worked. Yep. Uh, from that standpoint, what has your impression been of actually just being in person? Because a lot of us haven't been there in person.
1: Well, it's been, it's, you know, I see this, I'm in the city a ton almost every day for work, and it's like, you see it on beautiful days and all that, and just to see, to see, like, the amount of clashing and the amount of sadness and, I mean, I hate to use the word hatred, but it seems like a lot of hatred, just a lot of angst on on many sides. Yeah, of course. And when you see that erupting in the streets in the form of, you know, fireworks and pepper balls and tear gas and just... I mean, it's like you you do it and you do your job and you're there and then once you leave and you go home and lay down, and you're just like, God, what did I just see in my downtown where i it's walked like through a war. with coffee? Yeah, you know, I've I've walked through and interviewed people for good things, happy things sometimes in the city, and then on the same street corner where I've done live shots for good things or for just totally unrelated stories, it's like I'm witnessing just a, a, a fight. You know, it's what it seems like. It's yeah. just in. What do you Ryan you've been down there too?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um I've been to like pretty much almost all the protests since it started. Like it's been probably some of the most intense shoots of my entire life. Really? Yeah. Have you have
0: you been at what at home, what level is it anxiety versus excitement? Because you know you're a cameraman, so you're in, the footage you're getting. You're like, this is gold, yeah. uh, versus
2: fear. Probably some fear at times when you're like, oh shit, those paintballs are gonna come towards me. Every <laughs> single time I have to go to a protest, it's all anxiety. Yeah, it's always always anxiety. I like there were days where I would be like, I don't want to even come into work. I don't because I don't want to. I don't want to go there. I got I got scared. It oh, was yeah. scary to get in there. Well, those but, freaking
0: pepper balls hurt, man. Yeah, I, I got shot five times. <laughs> have you been hit? Yeah, I got. How bad does it? What does it actually hurt? It's Not great. Is it? Is it like a? Paint, did you ever hit with a paintball when we were kids? Yeah. Yeah. Was it like a paintball?
2: Yeah, kind of. Right yeah. yeah. It's like a like a hard plastic ball with some like white dust inside of it. Yeah. And I have three of them actually saved at my place. Oh, dude. I picked <laughs> them up. I picked them up off the ground, and it was just like, oh, these are cool, and I just put them in a <laughs> Ziploc bag. <laughs> souvenir. Kept them as a souvenir. As like, oh, look, I survived that <laughs> do you see it coming or do you just hear the you just hear the and you're just like oh shit yeah and then all of a sudden yeah because like this cop was like screaming at me to leave and we have like press badges and like my camera and equipment's all around me and we're like okay we're gonna go i turn around he just shoots me five times and i'm like what the heck oh that was you i think i heard about you or there was probably several of you yeah dnc got hit a ton i mean what
0: what is what is your um thought on if they're happy or and i'm talking about both sides the police and the protesters, are they happy to see the media there, or are they like, screw no. you, get out of here? No. Both sides are unhappy. Both sides
2: hate it. us, and yeah. it's like, it's a no-win <laughs> situation. If we were to take our phones of, like, a protester on the phone with us saying how much they don't like us, and then a police officer on the phone telling us we hate us, we could probably put the two phones together and realize that they have a common ground there that they don't like the media.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I get it that they, that they both don't like the fact that you're there, but at the same time, like, you are, literally you are the vehicle that is Delivering yeah. the message that they want to deliver, I would think the protesters at least would actually kind of oh, yeah. love it that you're there. We
2: we got like I got harassed a ton for being out there. Really? It was insane. Like there would be guys that come around us and start yelling at us and saying that we're fake news and me, you know, we're media scum and things like that. And it's like we're just telling the story as it is. Yeah. We're there, like everybody thinks that the media has an agenda, yeah. and that's never the case. I right. don't think I've worked. I've been in the business now for about four or five years. Yeah. I've never seen an angle or somebody try to be like personally antagonistic towards somebody. They're just telling it like it is. And if anything, if there's an angle to it, it's just because we use both sides of the story and they didn't like what a guy said. And it didn't agree With their opinion That's, But that's what has
0: Happened like over The last few years Oh yeah and Not
2: to get too political But basically yeah,
0: yeah. now If you disagree With what you see mm-hmm. Then you just go Well it's fake it's, right. They're lying right. This is an agenda Or something Right, and, and That's unfortunate
2: Yeah and the amount Of protesters that Will walk up to us And be like Make sure you're Telling this story Correctly and you're Not lying And it's like don't tell me how to do my job it's like walking into a mcdonald's and telling someone oh make sure you cook that burger right you know it's like you're not going to tell anybody to tell you to do your job you're always going to get
0: mad at my first job was at mcdonald's and i will say every once in a while you would get someone who who would who would point at you and be like wait a minute the cheese has to go on top
1: (laughs) (laughs) i will say there's obviously cable news there's clear agenda oh yeah you watch local news there's I, I do not have an agenda. Yeah. Don Hart does not have an agenda. Nobody has an agenda. There's
0: never been a meeting ever where someone's been like, now, here's the angle we want you to take on this. You want to make sure it's conservative. Well, we have angles on yeah. stories. Right, but, but when it's coming political. to like what's
1: happening in front of you, yeah, in that type of situation, I mean, there's always a story angle. Yeah, yeah. But it's not generally like well, politics. A political skew,
0: right? There's well, no, there's no
1: political skew. Right. Yeah. No, there's no none of and that. And people
0: would accuse people will accuse you of that forever. Yeah. And and again, my past career, we would get accused of that all the time. And we would even make jokes about it. See, the good thing about in radio, at least we're just shooting the shit. You got to be like really buttoned up. Yeah. But we were shooting the shit and we would just talk about how, like, oh, in our liberal media meeting this morning, <laughs> we were told not to mention this. You right. know. But then you get the nuts who think you're telling the truth. They're like, there are probably are meetings. Right. There probably are. And it my
1: only, I will say, I do hit my, like, I know I can speak for maybe some of my coworkers and myself. And I say, my only agenda is to go tell a story. The, my best ability and just go have a beer. That's my only story. My only agenda is to just go home at the end of the day. That's yeah. my agenda. Go home and have a beer. Yeah. That's my agenda. Yeah,
0: that's right. Well, okay, so we're already kind of on the topic, but covering politics has got to be rough, right? Because no matter yeah. what you're covering, 50% of the people watching it are angry right. about what you're covering, right. probably. That's got to be incredibly tough. Do you do you find yourself occasionally getting like blamed personally for anything?
1: Uh, not too often. I mean, I think... Not really, I because mean, you're
0: right that people people watch they watch right the, the two famous ones MSNBC and Fox News yeah. right they watch those and they don't realize that that's different than the local yeah. ABC affiliate eleven right. o'clock news
1: but we are also Fox Rochester um, which yeah. which I mean, has no affiliation with that Fox News right. it's just it's a local Fox it's not the Fox uh, that everybody thinks of yeah but people see that. On our microphones and just assume out oh,
2: they're out stealing a story. <laughs> yeah. It's like no, not,
1: not really. <laughs> what do you? The I,
2: right? I, I I know. I'm sorry. I I the amount of times I have to explain that to people that it, we're not Fox I, News. I yeah. I could probably say if you gave me a dollar every time I've told somebody that I will be rich. Yeah. Like I have to. Everyone always goes. I have ABC and Fox on my mic flag. They always go. Oh, Fox. Instead of ABC, it's like they always go Fox, even though everybody watches thirteen Wham A B C.
0: Yeah. But they're always
2: the first thing they see on the mic flag is Fox. What about photo bombers?
0: What about live shoot Uh, and somebody (laughs) decides that the the news is live and I'm gonna try and jump in the back of the
2: you see it coming
0: a mile away or what? I mean, you're the camera guy, so you're looking through the lens.
2: Sometimes you can see it from a mile away. You're watching, and you'll look around. You'll see some figures. Yeah. You'll see some people hovering around. A lot of kids like to do it because obviously kids love being on TV because yeah. they're like, "Oh, I'm on the news." And they, they, for all you know, we're at a homicide, and they're like, "I want to be on the news for this." Wow. And I'm like, "You don't want to be on the news with this one, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know." But like, there are times where like there are people that like. I mean, even with the protests, we had tons of people that would photobomb us. Yeah. I mean, we had a uh, we had quite an incident where we had uh, some harsh very very harsh language oh yeah make air uh twice and it was uh not great uh, they, those are called uh, is it called fleet fleeting expletives right didn't they a few
0: years ago make it kind of a, that we couldn't really get in trouble for that anymore if it was y- an honest to god yes yes yeah
2: yes. I mean,
1: yeah, yeah. You know, I, if it happened I'd... well knock on is this table wood <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it really hasn't happened to me like really too much in my career but I mean, if it were, I think like you just got to apologize quick and move on. Like yeah. just say, "Oh, apologies for that language." Yeah. And, and just you, you know. And you move on. Move on. So Tanner, what do you think? What's the future home for you? You we see, on New York City one day, maybe uh, in America one day. I don't know. I mean, I think at some point, I'd still like to go where it's uh, summer out a little longer than six months, five months. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, this you know, I've, I've always wanted to kind of live elsewhere for a little bit and.
0: Right, because this is home for you.
1: It is. Yeah. So maybe
0: you can pull off a thing where you go there for a little bit and then you come back. Right. And, Okay, most controversial question, most controversial. Oh I, think you're, no, I think you're going to find it funny. All right. But it's controversial. Why are anchors considered to be – it seems to me like an anchor is a way easier job than being a reporter. <laughs> Yet <they're,
1: laughs> that's considered to be the –
0: is it just because, like, that's the
1: cake? Everyone wants to be an anchor because that's the one where you get to just stay Well, there? I think, that, you know, that's the main job. I mean, you're on. Yeah. You're on, I you're mean, on the whole time. You're at the helm. It's kind yeah. of your ship. Even though there's a producer behind the scenes who really puts together the show. And, and
0: a script written, I will say. That was the one beef. Listen, radio versus TV for one second. I know I'm an ex-radio guy, but if I can just beef one time. That was always radio's beef was like, we don't need a script. Yeah. I'll take four hours. Let's do it. Well, you know, I mean. And then Doug, we would have Doug on all the time. And we'd be like, oh, Doug, how's your 22 scripted minutes going? He, well, that guy will go <laughs> without a script
1: for forever. And, yeah, you know, I know And we wouldn't can. even know, really know. I know he can't. But, like, I mean, I don't know. I think it's nice to be. I like a mix. Obviously, yeah, the desk, in my opinion, it's easier, generally. Yeah. When you're dealing with, you know, if you're dealing with breaking news or trying to get the latest on a developing thing as you're on the desk, it can be a little tough. But you also, I mean, it's not like they just sit there and wait. I mean, like, I mean, Ginny, Doug, Don, they're all writing and, like, just writing better than I probably ever could. Yeah. And crafting the show. They
0: write everything that's in their prompter. They've written, probably. They they don't write everything.
1: A producer writes a ton, too. But, like, I mean, they do a lot of their own writing, a lot of their own tease writing, a lot of... Everything. I mean, yeah. and then they, they also do reporting, but, I mean, I will say I, I do like a mix, but sometimes but if I know I'm on the desk for a shift, yeah. it's kind of like a nice little breather, because yeah. I know I'm not going to be out in the rain chasing something, editing in the back of a Subaru, you know.
0: Also, they have to look nice every
1: day. That's the other thing. I don't like, I, I like just kind of, I've taken advantage of the pandemic in the sense of, like, I'm wearing jeans now most days. Like, Casual, I'll be yeah. going three days without shaving, yeah. you know, I'm... Maybe won't put gel in my hair some days just because I don't feel like it. Yeah. And if and I'm on can, the desk. I, I got to do it.
0: That's right. Well, when we would bust Doug's balls over, like, oh, you read, the, you read your prompter again today, he would always say something like, <laughs> Polly, sweatpants again today, really? <laughs> Eight days in a row. Because in radio, that was our thing. Is yeah. You can show up in a t shirt and sweatpants and mm-hmm. be just fine. So you think maybe uh, eventually maybe go down south, at least for a little while? I think, yeah, I think, yeah. It,
1: I'm not sure when, um, but I think at some point I would like to just get out and venture around for a little bit. And,
0: by the way, are you an athlete? Are you an athlete?
1: No, I was, no way. No?
0: Because you're, you are, like, you know how we were talking about off this, about people on the news and then you see them in real life? A lot of times yeah. people are shorter. Yeah. You're, like, bigger than I thought. You You look like a linebacker.
1: I used to be much heavier. Really? Yeah. I um, I was, like, I, my school, like, I didn't really have, like, sports in my school. And I could only really play golf because, like, I was not athletic enough to play soccer or baseball. And then when I was in college and, like, in Elmira, I lost a ton of weight. How much yeah. weight did you lose? 160. You lost 160 pounds. Is it all oh. still off? I, yeah, well, I've got down to 205, and then I started actually like, lifting up the gym and not just doing cardio, so I'm at like 230. Hold on a second. You were like 300, and how tall, how big, what was your. My freshman year, I was 365 at us? January. Holy shit. Because I put on the freshman 30. You got any pictures in your phone? Uh, they I deleted my old Facebook, so they were all on there. Oh my God. You've seen pictures, right? You were three hundred and sixty pounds. It's mostly like I mean I had a chubby face in these photos, but like you couldn't see like my size fifty waist. Dude,
0: first of all, uh, how much fun was it to be that? It kind of actually sounds fun. If you
1: kind of zoom in on that one, I'm me on the l- right. Yeah, on the right. On the left. That's um, me on the left. That's you all the way to the left. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You no can't kidding. really tell that great it, there. That doesn't like, look like. I mean, that's many years ago, right? That doesn't look like you at all. That's my freshman
1: year. Dude, how'd you lose the weight? Just diet and exercise. And no, that's so hard. Light though. beer. I mean, I still... <laughs> <That> was, sucks. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. That probably doesn't sound great, but like, I still, like, all throughout college, I mean, I drank heavily like everybody else at Bonas, and yeah. like, I still managed to lose weight. Is... Okay, so uh, bring me back to Fat Tanner for a second. Yeah. What were you eating? Uh, Everything, right? All of it? I remember like my freshman year when I first got to Bonas, and there was the dining hall, and I did put on the freshman 30 in the first semester because, like, I was just eating everything. Like, I yeah. would go eat pizza and eat all this stuff, and then I'd end it with, like, quote-unquote dessert, but it'd be, like, this massive bowl of sugary cereal. Yeah. Like, I was eating so much. I don't even know why. I just – I was eating just all the time. What happened? Did you have a moment, like a come-to-Jesus moment? Or yeah, I, I had to go – when I was home on winter break, I had to go to, like – um destination xl in henrietta with my parents yeah. and buy a size 50 jeans oh wait a minute cat you talking about casual, we used, to, it's casual, yeah, casual XL. we used to call it casual whale but <laughs> i well i shop there too don't worry well i mean it, it, i still did i mean i have to go like big and tall sometimes yeah but like that was when i was like okay i can't actually buy like just normal jeans anymore off of like old navy i have to actually go to an xl store yeah and that's when i was just like ah this isn't getting out of hand and then it was kind of a slow go for a couple of years and then when i was moved off campus, it actually got easier to, yeah. like, eat healthier.
0: I believe that. I believe that. I, I definitely still uh, have to shop at casual XL. <laughs> but the great thing, here's why I love shopping there, because I'm, like, a 46 waist. Yeah. And I love shopping there because 46 there is basically the small section. <laughs> So I go there. And I get to shop in the small section. Yeah. It's wonderful actually. Well, I mean I feel better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It feels good to be a little thinner now. But yeah. well, what do you do about cravings though? Because you gotta still crave the I do. I
1: know I don't I don't deprive myself at all. Like no. if I I probably would have lost weight much faster if I did. Okay. But like I found that I've tried it and it has it's just not sustainable. How- so I tried to build a lifestyle around just an average diet.
0: Right. So okay, so you you build, so you
1: almost always are eating normal. But yeah. if like there, if I just had a tray of cookies here, like you would have a cookie. I honestly like I liked sweets, but like I'm I'm more of a savory guy. Okay. If you had like wings, yeah. like chips, like I would be. Well, if we had a pizza here.
0: Like, yeah. Tanner yeah. today would eat a, a slice or two of pizza. Oh, yeah. But, like, ta- does the inner
1: Tanner still want to eat 14 slices? Oh, I could
0: eat all day long. <laughs> yeah. I
1: could. And, I mean, I've, yeah, I could. But yeah. it's, it's really tough to I'm not. So, but... I'm so, like, interested in this because it's where I'm at right now. I'm a fat kid. And, like, all I want to do... <laughs> well, I remember being listening to you talk about dieting and stuff like that on the radio. <laughs> yeah. And... and I did. I've dieted a million times. I've lost
0: weight and gained weight and lost weight and gained weight and lost weight and
1: gained weight. I went down my fluctuations. I went 330 all throughout high school. 365 my freshman year of January slowly dropped I mean I got down to I graduated like 275 after going down to 245 then got to Elmira got down 205 so you did yo-yo a little it was yeah. yo-yoing a little bit and that's yeah. now that I kind of settled into a, like a lifting regimen and you know hey, you kind of look like you could whoop some ass I've never been no. in a fight. No? No, I've never been in a fight. I was like caught my brother beating me up as a kid. Those, those are the fights I've been in, but no. You've
0: never been in a fight?
1: I've been really just... close, like in college, but like I'm, I'm more the peace guy. I'm like, I'm always, yeah. I, I'm just, I'm like the last guy who's like, I'm not as confrontational at all. Like I'm not pushing for a fight. No? No. Oh, good for you. Plus, then I'm like, especially these days, a bar fight black guy wouldn't look that good on TV, so I try to stay away from <laughs> that stuff. That's true. That's true. God. I got, my
0: problem is what I would do, I always did this, I would take three months where I would be great, but I was depriving. Mm-hmm. I was absolutely eating celery for lunch, right. trying, because I'm sort of a, as I am the one thing I have maybe going for me in life, uh, besides a beautiful child and a hot wife, uh, way out, we'll call her out of my league wife, <laughs> is that I, I have a decent work ethic, mm-hmm. which is hard to say as I sit on my ass right now while... Um, in the other room, there's actual work being done. But that being said, I have a decent work ethic. So when I decided I was going to lose weight, I would go 100%. Yeah. Like I would be like, now I'm a vegan. I'm right, a vegan right. now. And I'd keep it up for like five weeks. And then I would just spend the next five weeks, after, and I would lose a shit ton of weight. Yeah. But then I would spend the next five weeks just revenge eating. Yep. Just literally revenge. My low, I remember bottom of the, the absolute hitting rock bottom. My rock bottom happened in a Little Caesars (laughs) drive-through on Monroe (laughs) Avenue. I didn't know they had (laughs) drive-throughs. I started one of those diets where they give you like a supplement and you eat 500 calories. Uh. And they say that the supplement on by day two, your your appetite goes away. Mm. You're not even hungry. You just got to get through that first day. First day... I eat 500 calories and I'm Jack. I'm fine. I'm happy. I'm hungry, but I'm good because right. this is going to be great. Second day, I'm fucking starving. Excuse my language. I'm sorry. I Second, I still remember this one. Second day, I'm fucking starving, and uh, and and I and I call the like the person who I'm really trying hard not to say names. I call the person who had put me on this program, and the person who had put me on this program says, "Oh, every once in a while, it takes." till day three. Can you fight through today? And I'm like, yes, I can. I got this. I'm yeah. good. Day three, I wake up. I am starving. Mm-hmm. And I contacted me and I go, I'm still hungry. And he goes, okay, in the rarest of circumstances, it can take four days. Right? <laughs> So I wake up on day four and I am just texting him mad. It's morning. You know, I'm, I used to be up at two o'clock in the morning for radio. So I'm How texting I can't even this guy. sleep when you're that hungry. Oh, like, I, dude. You can't. I was texting him just going, I'm starving, this fucking bullshit. I'm starving, starving, starving. And, and, and he, like, gave me this shit again about. Okay, in the rarest, it's day five. And I just remember I left the radio station, drove right down Monroe Avenue into the Little Caesars parking lot and said, I'll take a deep dish pizza. Then I pulled straight ahead into a parking lot and I literally just ate the whole thing.
1: I've done that. I mean, yeah, no, I mean, after a stretch of just like really cracking down, and then you just you have one of those well in the different situation. You have one of those days where you are just like screw it. Like I've you know I've yes. earned this. I've earned this. I've tried to try to say that to myself less because that's Seven how I got donuts. myself to be yeah. three sixty five. Was like oh, that's yeah, it's no. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, I sit in a McDonald's parking lot and scarf down a large fry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the best I ever heard was Ron. Uh,
0: the comedian Ron Funches was in town, mm. and I went to see him at comedy at the Carlson because he's a wrestling guy, and I love I love pro wrestling. Yeah. And uh, you're a pro wrestling guy through right? Oh yeah, so I love pro wrestling. So he. Oh, I wish. Yeah, I, I just have, I have a. Hulk, I've just got a Hulkamania shirt I wish I wore it today And Andre the Giant shirt Like a couple vintage, like, Wrestlemania 3 The ones they were selling at Wrestlemania 3 Those shirts Anyway, um, uh, the, uh What the hell was I just talking about? I lost my train of thought See, this wouldn't work on TV, but in radio I'm allowed to I've do I've lost
1: this. my train of thought before, it's definitely more awkward They can see you with a blank stare
0: Yeah, what the hell was I doing? Well, oh, oh, I went seas. to see Ron Funches And he had the funniest joke about being a fat guy and he it was, he had lost, he's the same deal. He had lost like 200 pounds. And he says, sometimes people will say to me, why don't you just indulge once in a while? Yeah. Like, go ahead. And he, because he said, I haven't touched anything, any fast food. I haven't touched it in years. And people will say, why don't you just indulge? And he goes, because you don't understand. If I eat one French fry, yeah. by midnight, I will
1: be blowing somebody on a Wendy's parking lot <laughs> for <a> bacon." <laughs> I mean, no, there's still, I mean, with like... If I'm at, like, a bachelor party and, like, my buddy's got 100 wings, I will eat 40. Yeah. <laughs> I will eat 40 as I'm having 20 beers. Yes. I mean, it's just, I can just sit there and with wings. Just I just keep, keep going. going and going. Yeah. But, like, instead of just keeping on going day after day, yeah. you just got to learn to crack a it down the next thing. day. And just, you know, not, not eat arugula for 24 hours straight, but, like just get back on track
0: that's the mistake i've made a million times
1: deprivation will deprivation. just make it worse
0: yes a hundred percent that's the mistake i've made i think that's what it is every single time i've decided deprivation because i'm the type of guy who i don't want to wait two years to lose weight i want to lose weight like tomorrow yeah so i'll just be like okay i just won't eat for 48 hours and that does not work yeah it just doesn't you work. can't sustain it no you can't sustain it <sighs> what else did we miss you got me going on weight loss i get pissed off how are the yanks doing don't the, we don't care about the Yankees right I know, now. Well, I'll tell you, you why. We care about the Yankee game. The they are playing. They're Cleveland. playing the Cleveland Indians, and my in, there's three certainties in life, Tanner. Death, taxes, and the Cleveland Indians will choke. Are you looking it's, up the screen? It's
2: currently bottom of the
0: sixth, 8-6. 8-6 douchebags
1: right now? <laughs> okay. Yes. Whatever. It's the winners, All though, right. I think, right? Yeah? The what? The winners?
2: Yeah, right now, um, right now the Yankees are
1: winning, 8-6. Oh, just general winners the Yankees. You guys, you're a Yankees fan? I am, yeah. Are you, uh, who's your, fo- are you a Bills fan? Yeah. Uh, Which I don't stay like that anymore, at least for now. What? So everybody says, yeah, Bills fan, yeah, but now it's like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bills are the Bills are actually good now. Yeah. Do you think it's legit? I think, I think it's the most legit thing I've ever seen as a Bills fan.
0: Yeah. It's.
1: Well, you are too young for the Super Bowl years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the most legit team before this was like. Rex Ryan's first year when like they won a couple of games Tyrod was playing pretty well and everybody thought that was the answer and deep down I knew it wasn't the answer I think everyone kind. kinda of I think it. everybody did yeah like, I mean they made the hire I was like oh,
0: oh uh, okay and the hardest thing was because Tyrod was actually like a really good guy yeah I liked Tyrod a lot I he do he was a likable guy yeah. Because I remember when he got benched for Nathan Peterman. Yeah. Do you remember when Nate, for, for four minutes like when McDermott thought that Nathan Peterman was the answer, and
1: then he threw? And now look at, now look at what they've done. He threw 43 interceptions in, like, five minutes. Like he find a way to have more inter- more interceptions than passes thrown, I feel like. I
0: don't know what the stat was, but he legit threw five or so. It was so five
1: in, yeah. like, a half. In a
0: half of football. Yeah. He threw five interceptions.
1: And yeah. Ty to could put the team on his back. And did in some games to win. Yeah. But they just didn't do it enough or, you know, I mean, just look at Josh Allen. I mean, I'm happy we have Josh Allen.
0: Who do they play, I guess, today? This comes out on Sunday. Who do they play today? Today, uh, it's
1: Las Vegas. They're in Vegas. Oh, they're in Vegas? They're going to be in Vegas. Oh, cool. That 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 should be exciting.
0: Yeah. I'm a Browns guy, so I don't want to talk about it. Yeah.
1: Maybe Sunday soon.
0: Do you think uh, maybe we should stop the podcast so I can go help? Um, you do have actual, a business to actually do guess. work <laughs> and you're behind right I like that we just did a story about how behind we are <laughs> and then I was like I'll just go sit for 45 minutes and talk uh, maybe uh, yeah anyway well, thank this you, was fun thank you for doing this yeah. I really appreciate it thank you both for no doing problem
1: this. was everything okay I think so this was, is yeah. this was a great night this was a decent night of work any plans for vacation uh going camping with a bunch of fellow bonnies i
0: don't get camping
1: it's really not like camping camping it's like cabin glamp glamping but no no there's no running water okay so like there's electricity in a roof you got a tv no you got your phone signal no phone signal that's what i'm looking forward to the most no phone signal
0: Oh, we're very different
1: well i need i need the break man i after like (laughs) after like the last six months like last month like i'm like "Uh, i don't need that phone ringing right now (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: No, I'm, I think I. I don't think I can do it without running water or electricity. Oh no, that's going be it's gonna be roughing it a little bit. I'm just gonna say the Indians got guys on first and second right now. Oh well, just gonna say, I'm not that worried about it.
0: I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little into it. All right, Tanner Jubinville, thank you for doing this. Yeah. Good luck. Best of luck. Thanks. Can't wait to see you on Good Morning America one day. Maybe. Thank you for doing a story on us. Yeah, it was great to be here. Oh yes, definitely. Fantastic. Brian, thank you for doing this. Thank you. Absolutely, did much appreciated. No, Thanks. I don't oh, know. Oh, I did miss one thing. What's your oh. best? What's your best uh, screw up on the air? What's your?
1: Oh, fortunately, I don't know if I've had one that's really been really horrible. I do remember one day that sticks out. I was reporting in Bath, New York, in Steuben County. Yeah when I was still working in Elmira and I tagged out of my story with reporting live from a very cold bath and I didn't mean it like <laughs> and then I was like listen man I'm like a cold bath as if I was in a bath and I was like no it's just very cold I was February in bath that was like one of my that was, but that's like a fun blunder like I don't really I don't know if I have any like bad blunders that is a that's a good one
2: have you I know some people that actually tag out with their old stations have you done that uh,
1: like my second day I started to say 18 because I was 18 news down there and I started to say 18 when I I said he has an 18 wham, so 13 wham.
2: That's about, a typical one. I think that one happens pretty, a lot.
1: That's pretty minor. Yeah, that's pretty minor. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? That's up
2: I would definitely say. I, th- I mean, there's Camera's a lot of... Camera's not on. It's like, wait a minute. I think, the, I think a couple of times I've accidentally forgot to turn on the live view, and then I was like, oh, we're supposed to be live on air, and I'm like, whoops. Oh, is there a specific like,
0: switch to go live yep. or something?
2: Yeah, the button just to push it on, it's supposed to flash screen and let you know, hey, you're up, and everyone can see you. Yeah. I think it was like a couple of minutes before the show, they're like, where are you? Where's your shot? I was like, yeah. oh, God, I thought it was on, and I was like freaking out, and I think we had to get pushed down a little bit. Oh, my God. I've, I've, and then I've like zoomed in on things, and it was like blurry. I, got, I have a good one. I can't really I think, think of, think. I can't really think of anything, like, major. I, I can't think of, like, a major blunder. I think one time I almost fell on, ca- like, with my camera. I want to oh. say, because I was, like, off the shoulder showing something. I tripped a little. This is a local Maureen, one. Watch, so Watch this. this. Rebecca Fath is following this tour. She joins us live in
1: Rochester with more. Rebecca. Yes, Maureen. So, the thing with this is that what they're doing is taking a look at um I'm sorry I have a I'm having a connective
2: I'm having a connective I'm having a connect <laughs> That
0: was just like a week ago. That was only a week.
1: This is why DVR oh is great God. because now yeah. I can. I, just... I don't. I can't laugh. because like I. I mean, I. I every time I see somebody struggling on air. Yes. Like if somebody's like sick and like has a raspy voice and can hardly talk, but they're still trying to work. I, I. It's just. It's uncomfortable to watch you I know what you know what's uncomfortable. i feel i feel horrible i you feel horrible you
0: do? if you're in that moment though you have to own it you have to just be like you know what i am so sorry but i am i my phone fell and yeah. i don't know where i'm supposed to be can you come back to me please maureen great
1: i love i think like sometimes you. it's just better to be brutally honest yeah and yeah I, yeah i mean just yeah gotta yeah. just make the best of it i mean it's like it's happening just get out of it as fast and clean as you can
2: the best thing that you can do is have a sense of humor if you mess up it's it just laugh about it have something to joke like laugh about it learn from that mistake and just just be like oh that was funny wasn't it and then just like realize oh that was dumb there was one time all right last story this was one time i was doing
1: kind of a serious story it was a sunday night and kelsey smith she's still working for us she was on the desk and she was tossing to me and i was in the newsroom and the newsroom camera is now automatic like robotic controlled from the control room and it was obviously somebody who was four feet tall was must have been there the day before me because they didn't set the shot in time so they're tossing to me in this kind of like heavy story and you can only see my chest <laughs> my head is missing you can only see like my, my shirt, my tie and the camera just slowly goes up as she's tossing and like Kelsey's trying hard to like not, like she wants to like make a joke to like, right, yeah we realized something really mechanical issue just happened but like has <laughs> to like keep a straight face, yeah. and I'm sitting her just like trying to control a smirk of like why that was just so horrible. Well, that's good. It's good that she was conscious enough not to laugh because you know you've seen sometimes
0: you see those clips go viral where like yeah. there's a murder story, yeah. and it cuts back to the studio and the anchors are like kind of giggling, right? Obviously they're not paying attention to the story, right? But you can't get caught in that shit. You no, gotta be like looks, you gotta be close. aware of what's on TV right oh, now. Oh yeah, yeah, and yes. what's coming,
1: yeah, yeah. Boys,
0: thank you for doing this. Thank you. This was fantastic. All right. Hopefully, we do it again sometime. Yeah, I'd like that.